we're back. It's another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. Hey, I'm Anthony Hookman. And yeah, we're back for another episode, episode six of season five. Gonna gonna be a good conversation, I think, tonight. Anthony, it looks like you have a queen of country music on your your t shirt tonight. Uh is that Loretta Lynn? This is uh this is Loretta. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Have we talked about this shirt on the show before? I don't know. I know that you often bring up uh, the, the, the graphic tees that I often wear while recording uh, in my my at-home leisure wear, which is now like basically my constant wear yeah. because I work from home. That's, so. that's all there is at this point. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do a top three t-shirts that you own, what would you, how would you rank it? Oh man, that's tough. If you need to go um, five, you can. I got to say, I think that Shania one without a doubt. Mm. I love looking at that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Shania one I think is is definitely for sure. I mean, without a doubt, top three, if not number one. Man, I don't know. I've got I've got I feel like quite a few good ones back there. And I of course don't have them in front of me right now, so I'm like completely blanking. Um, the newest hold steady one that I have is a, is a current mm. favorite. That one gets a lot of wear. Oh, um, the, uh, the grateful dead Lithuania shirt. That one's oh, for sure. Top yeah. three. Yep. So yep. we'll say Shania grateful dead and it might be too new, but, uh, the, uh, Celine Dion shirt that my buddy Ooh. bought me as a wedding gift is, is also pretty, is pretty solid. So yeah, that's a good one. if we want to do top five in no particular order, we'll go those three. The new hold steady shirt, probably out of recency bias. Uh-huh. And then, because uh, now I'm thinking, like, if I have any like sweatshirts, like like crew neck sweatshirts mm. that maybe would mm-hmm. that deserve a a mention. But I'm surprised there's no uh, wrestling tee automatically in the top yeah. five. I mean, I, I do have some decent like retro wrestling tees, uh-huh. but. Um, I don't know if they're in the top five. I actually just bought, I'll have to send you a picture of it. I don't know if you're familiar with the band uh, Bad Bad Hats. No, not at all. They are out of um, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. We saw them. Uh, well, the Ruralists opened for them when oh, we yeah. saw them. They <laughs> nice. played uh, a show in Sioux Falls here. And uh, they just released this shirt. I'll send a picture of it to you. I just bought it. So it's on the way. And it is. Like, I mean, I like this band normally, like, I mean, I shouldn't say that I wouldn't normally buy their merch because I would like to support, you know, like a small band. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is just a absolutely fantastic shirt. uh, So I had to buy it. (laughs) Heck yeah. It looks like a like a three on three basketball tournament shirt (laughs) from like 2001. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So that one might make the uh, the eventual top five once I get it. But I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, if you had to put an estimate on how many graphic T-shirts you own. Too many. Uh, <laughs> and it's sad because like uh, all that weight that I lost uh, like last fall, yeah. uh, I've put back on. Yep. And I was already growing out of my larges before I started doing that diet. And yeah. so now like I've got a whole like section of larges that like don't, I don't yeah. fit into anymore. Yep. Comfortably. Like some of them fit okay. 
Some yeah. of them are like, yeah, I can't wear this anymore because I'm constantly like pulling my shirt down to not yes. show my gut. Um, but I mean, with all in my closet, God, it's got to be, I've got to have over 50 in terms of just graphic tees. Right. Yeah. For sure. And <clears throat> probably maybe skirting closer to 100. Well, I appreciate the uh, fodder for uh, opening opening <laughs> yeah. podcast banter. So <laughs> that's been good. All right. Well, we uh, we're we're recording on consecutive nights here, so we're just we're right back in the saddle. Yeah, here, getting after it. Josh uh, put off watching uh, episodes five and six <laughs> too long, so we didn't get around to watching yep. episodes. So we couldn't do a double last night. So we're. Yep. We're tagging back up tonight. <laughs> yep, yep. Which ended up being okay uh, because we still recorded a very long episode. We did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I probably won't be. Uh, I don't have as many beverages lined up for tonight yeah. uh, compared to last night. But what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, I've got. Uh, so since we are recording this two nights in a row, I didn't drink too much last night, but I drank just enough to kind of be feeling it today. Yep. And then I helped my buddy Kevin move today. Uh-huh. So um, I think that kind of wore me out. I, I don't know if it made the hangover worse because I also didn't eat a lot until like an hour uh, ago. Uh-huh. Um, and so got a little bit of workout. So I was feeling a little bit hungover. Um, knew for sure that I didn't want to drink beer. <laughs> uh, so I, I popped open a bottle Ooh. of, uh, of red wine. We've got a, uh, the fabulist a bottle I bought cause I really like the label. It's got just a locust on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the fabulous wine company, a vintage 2019 Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Classy. That is a cool bottle. Yeah. Very good. Well, I'm not classy. I've got my <laughs> central barbecue tie-dye cup full of uh, Bacardi Limon and Rocket Pop flavored water beverage, um, like a bomb pop. So oh, that's yeah. what I got. And then uh, even less classy back up the Natty Light Sour Seltzer Razzle Dazzle Blue Raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, all right. Well, that's what we're drinking. Uh, that's what Anthony's wearing. Let's get into it. This is episode 506. This episode is entitled Swerve. It originally aired December 8th of 2010. Rated TV 14, 43 minutes. Anthony, what does Haven Iron Oak have to say about it? Yeah. Rather than return to college where she's been humiliated, Julie wrecks her car. (laughs) As the truth comes out, Coach Taylor is thrown so much so that he leaves a practice early. Meanwhile, Vince's past friend is pressuring him to repay the money that he borrowed. Luke reacts badly to the information that TMU recruiters were using uh, using him to get Vince. Billy Riggins gets to step up for a locker room speech when Coach is late. Vince's dad steps in to help out his son and Mindy tells Becky that she needs to get laid to get her mind off of Tim Riggins and even suggests the farm boy to do it with. (laughs) Boy. Haven, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's nothing like wildly crazy. It's just a death by paper cuts situation here. I feel like it's a bunch of like little weird things and ways of turns of phrases that I would not have used. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yes. Uh, All right. So not bad, but not movie dude one quality. Correct. 
Uh, Movie Dude 2? Yes. Yes. Let's hear what Movie Dude 2 has to say. All right. Oh, I do want to point out that uh, Haven Ironoak almost had a theme going for a second. Yeah, the steps up, yep, steps step in, up yeah. and step in. Yeah. So yep, I noticed I, it as well. I don't think well. it was intentional, but he, yeah. All right, Movie All right. 2. Yes. After wrecking her reputation at college, Julie wrecks her car in an attempt to not have to go back. Okay. Luke is a wreck after he learns oh. of TNU, TMU's intentions for his visit. Billy Riggins saves the team from becoming a wreck with an unexpected, inspiring speech. And Vince's dad wrecks a man who threatens Vince. <laughs> Flawless theme. Flawless. <laughs> Perfect. Uh yeah, just a beautiful array of uses of the word wreck uh, from lots of different <laughs> angles. So uh, top notch. Again, just Thank stellar you. work. I, I learned from the best movie dude one. <laughs> uh, what a legacy. This episode starts out. Uh, we get a church montage of a bunch of hungover sinners. Uh, <laughs> once again, when we see church, it's usually after everybody has, uh, done something bad, but yeah. yes, uh, we get a quick flash of buddy in the pulpit. Yeah. <laughs> Did, uh, do we know what he was doing? Did it, was there audio nope. for it? Yeah, nope, he was just nope. up there <laughs> reading scripture or something, maybe just giving the morning announcements. Yeah, who knows? He looked pretty impassioned. It looked too impassioned to be a, a morning announcement. It, it was probably announcements, and he was just like slipping in a little plug for Buddy's Bar and Grill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we see yeah all the different uh, churches in town and whatnot. Uh, we see Luke and his dad um, outside of church. Apparently, Luke's dad has been telling people that uh, TMU wants wants luke and they're gonna yeah give him a scholarship or whatever luke thinks dad maybe you should hold off on this uh because he does know it that yeah he knows at this point about yep. uh vince and maybe their ulterior motives mm-hmm. yep luke's dad was uh he's like oh we want you to talk to was it like the pastor or something because yeah, he went to TMU? church yeah somebody he knew yeah yep uh, we also get Buddy trying to ship uh, Julie and Buddy Jr. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Buddy tells Eric that uh, the top high school football magazine wants to put him on the cover. Eric Taylor, kingmaker. Uh, so that's going on. But then, yes, he, he introduced her to Buddy Jr., um, which I assume they would have known each other. Yeah. Because uh, he lived in dylan for a long time but anyway and yeah makes some comments about how they're such a good looking couple yeah uh next we see uh vince horsing around with jess's brothers after church um i think isn't that's jess's aunt isn't it like i I, I I don't think her mom is around anymore. i don't think so either yeah i put jess's mom and then a question mark in parenthesis yeah Uh, (laughs) but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's her aunt, but she, Jess's aunt, just <clears throat> loves Vince, is telling, you know, Ma and Pa Howard how much they appreciate him and how he's been so good for the boys. And uh, so she ends up inviting them all over for uh, dinner after the game on Friday, which is like Weird. really late to have dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's like a 1030 meal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. 
we get a quick scene over at the Reagan's household. Unsurprisingly, they are apparently not going to church on Sunday. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, Billy, he gets a, a call from Tim, but it's cut kind of short. We see Becky. She's kind of like chomping at the bit to try to sneak in like a hello. And Mindy's like, stop it. No. Yeah. Uh, we do hear in the little bit of conversation that Billy has been making payments on that chunk of land. Uh, yes. That Tim, that, that, yeah, Tim wants. Yep. Hasn't missed a payment. It'll be ready for him when he gets, gets out. Yep. Uh, one of Vince's old buddies, uh, the guy with the black car and the guns <laughs> shows up to <laughs> demand, uh, his money. Vince still owes him $5,000 from, uh, when he checked his mom into rehab mm-hmm. and gives him two days to get that money together. Back at the Taylor household, the, uh, well, Tammy and coach send Julie back off to college. Um, she starts driving and kind of stops in the middle of the road. We see her kind of contemplating something. And finally, she drives her car directly into a bricked-in mailbox, which is a felony. Oh, for real? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah. The mailbox is what it's like a very something. It's a very <laughs> serious offense to knock over somebody's mailbox on purpose. <laughs> oh, geez, I didn't realize that. Uh, or I hadn't. I hadn't thought of that. Part Julie of Taylor felon. Uh, <laughs> it's really an unfortunate thing because theoretically, in the universe. Of Friday Night Lights, by the time 2016 rolled around, she wouldn't have been able to place cast a vote for President Donald J. Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she, she really nails that thing too. Uh, like it's eviscerated. It's just the bricks. There's not a yeah. brick left on top of one <laughs> of another. So, uh, I. I remembered that this happened after after it happened, but as she was like sitting there, I was like, "Oh, she's gonna turn around. She's gonna go back home." And then she's like, "Whop!" And I was like, "Oh, damn! All right, all right." So we get our opening credits there. Then we are back at the Taylor household. Julie's there. Tammy is insisting that she will drive Julie to college. Julie is really dragging her feet. Just wants to stay until the car is fixed. she tries to like really play up about yeah. how oh, I just she feel is. so guilty. Yeah. There she her story is that a dog ran out in the in the road and somehow that caused her to hit a mailbox. Swerve into it, yeah. Yeah. Over at uh at either Vince's house or Jess's house, Vince and Jess are trying to come up with the five thousand dollars. I think it, it was at Vince's house because he's oh, yeah, got all these hiding spots for cash. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a pretty decent stack of cash, but it sounds like it's not going to quite add up to, to yep. 5,000. Yep. Not there yet. Next, we see coach's office. Uh, he's not cooking bacon this time. <laughs> Should have been. Um, yeah. Uh, but Luke asked coach if he really told Vince not to tell him about the TMU situation. Um, so uh, yeah, I, the coach is kind of pained, but he tells him the reality of the situation, which is that they don't want Luke. The, they want Vince. Can, Luke doesn't want to believe it, but he kind of, it seems like he does seem to accept it. 
uh, towards yeah. the end, but it's pretty painful, I think, for him to hear. Yes, that. yes. Definitely. Then we're over at practice, and uh, for the life of me, I could not figure out what coach was like. They were talking about, are you going to suspend anybody or anything? And I was like, what did they do? Uh, but it's over the branding. Yeah, over the branding thing, which also leads us to learn. Billy says something like, "Oh, we all do stupid things when we're when we're young." I pooped in a mailbox once, and Coach like gives him a look that you initially think is like a "you f-ing idiot" look, but it's actually we find out that it was Coach's mailbox that Billy pooped in. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Coach gives him a look, and Billy responds with like, "Hey, you just moved here. I didn't know you yet." <laughs> And well, and also that implies because wasn't the first season of Friday Night Lights coach's first season in Dylan? <laughs> yeah, so like, he was out of college. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, out, at least out of high school. For sure, out of high school. Yeah. yeah. But like yeah. his little brother was playing on the on team. The team. <laughs> Coach wasn't super popular that That's, first season. He had right moments away, right? of not being super popular, yeah. but like, what the hell, <laughs> Billy? <laughs> It would have been way more like, obviously, it's one of those things where like, man, it would have been really rewarding if they had filmed a scene in, as part of season one where coach found poop in the mailbox <laughs> and then we find <laughs> out it was him. Like, that's one of those things you really have to play the long <laughs> game with. But that would be good. <laughs> true, just true Riggins behavior. Uh, yes. Right there. But uh no he's yeah coach is not gonna suspend anybody but he goes over to chew him out and uh as he walks over and starts to talk to the team who are sitting on the bleachers they all pull out the kingmaker eric coach king mm-hmm. eric, eric coach coach taylor uh kingmaker magazine coach not amused i don't understand okay like these players m- most of them who have been with the team for at least two years, have been under coach Taylor's tutelage for a a season and a half, roughly. Yes. They know better. Like they should (laughs) know that coach Taylor is not going to take this bit. Well, (laughs) why would they do it? I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. Like I, first of all, I wondered whether they knew that they were in trouble for the whole branding thing, because me personally, I, I think that was stupid, but I don't know why you would be punished as a football right. team for it. And so did they not realize that he was like pissed off in the first place? But even if he they wasn't pissed off, even if he wasn't pissed off still, uh, coach Taylor, I don't feel like is going to think right. that that's all that funny during right. practice time. I guess having said that, I also have something wrong with my brain where I feel the need to make a joke, no matter how inappropriate it is. If it comes to me, um, <laughs> yeah. even if I'm like pretty sure that it's going to piss off the person that I'm telling the joke to for one reason or another. Uh, so uh, maybe, maybe sure. I would have gone through with this bit, even knowing that that coach Taylor wouldn't have handled it well. Fair enough. Yeah. But no, he is definitely not impressed. He's very mad about the branding thing. Uh, and the their punishment, the team's punishment, is to live the dream with Coach Traub. So they're, they're going to run. That's how he referred to it. 
Uh, so yeah, Coach Traub is going to run them. Coach Stan and uh, Coach Taylor uh, kind of confronts Vince about telling Luke about talking yeah. to Luke about the TMU situation. Tells him all he had to do was keep his mouth shut. He wasn't asking him to lie to him or anything. Just don't say anything. Yep. Do you have any um, memories in high school of unique coach punishments of any of the coaches that you had? I I can't. Only one thing comes to mind. It wasn't really a punishment, but it was when uh, Coach Tracy Hurt got extremely angry. Uh, so it's not going to answer your question directly, but I remember one time, uh, Tracy hurt got so mad that he like spiked his clipboard and then is in his like very inflexible legs, like tried to kick the clipboard on the ground kind of whiffed, but then he tried to throw his whistle off of his head, but it didn't get, it like wasn't off of, from around his neck. Uh-huh. And so he ended up just like pulling his neck with the whistle, trying to throw it. Uh, but yeah, he was, he was pretty angry at that and we probably sure. deserved it, but yeah, sure. that's all I remember of. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to my mind, I want to say it was when we were in either, cause I don't remember, I want to say it was like seventh grade and Mike Makuska was coaching the boys basketball team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and something happened where like either in between games or like after or maybe even right before there was like a, you know, like a tournament or whatever, like a Hanson classic type of situation. And somebody got caught either before a game or after a game or in between games, eating popcorn on the sidelines. (laughs) And Mr. Kuzka is super mad. And I wasn't on the team. Thank God. But I remember hearing about it, that he (laughs) made popcorn, like made a bag of microwavable popcorn. (laughs) dumped it in like a big line oh, on one end of the gym yeah. and it was like all right you're gonna run suicides and every time you run over to the other side of the gym you have to pick up a piece of popcorn and we're gonna do it until all of the popcorn is gone <laughs> oh my Lord. i do remember hearing about that yes oh my gosh that's good that i like yeah, that that's, a, that's <laughs> a, a wild punishment that's very good all right, next uh, we see Julie and Tammy eating at the uh, Alamo Freeze. Mm-hmm. I did not know where it was. It didn't look like the Alamo Freeze, but I saw the cup on the table. Yep, same. I so, was also trying to figure out where they were, and then, yeah, only had the context of the, the cup on the table, but I was looking out. Yep, <laughs> yep. Tammy's trying to get some details about what's going on with Julie, what's happening at college, and Julie ends up spilling the details of her adultery um her adulterous ways i guess and obviously tammy is pretty taken aback by that she tells coach what's going on and coach is furious tammy feels awful for julie you can tell like tammy's got much more of a compassionate uh bent yes. to her concern coach has more of a what a head bent to yeah. his concern coach also i think realizes yeah he realizes in this moment like i am pretty sure she wrecked the car on purpose and tammy's like no she wouldn't do that and coach is like no (laughs) think about it um so tammy goes in to talk to julie and says that yeah coach or uh, dad is pissed but he's worried about you 
and that they're there for her no matter what. Asked her about the car wreck directly, like, did you do that on purpose? And Julie does own up to that. Tammy says something along the lines of like, what are these choices that you've been making? Julie's response is, you know, maybe I should go traveling and go to Europe. And uh, maybe this whole college thing just isn't for me. And uh, Tammy tells her like, no, shut up. Uh, you're not running away from anything. So a uh, uh, true Julie moment to uh, yes. <clears throat> suggest maybe she just needs a vacation to Europe. To clear yes. Her <laughs> yes. That's yeah. Classic Julie. Um. Anyway, meanwhile, we've got Mindy and Becky. They're out shopping at what appeared to be like kind of like a secondhand like vintage store. Yeah, but like for underwear and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Don't go underwear shopping at a vintage secondhand store. But yes. Yeah. And they're basically just talking about Luke and how I think is this the scene where Mindy is like telling her that she needs to get laid and she should yeah have sex with Luke. And obviously she doesn't know about. <laughs> their history. their past, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, great advice, Mindy. Um, practice. Luke is just getting rocked. Um, everybody is dragging. Spivey, Coach Spivey says it looks like they're all going half speed. Maybe we should run them and get their minds right. And Coach asks him to finish practice and walks off. Mm-hmm. Everyone is very confused and yeah. concerned by this. I also was not sure what was happening. Like, I guess he just went home because he was stressed about Julie. Yeah, or... yeah, he couldn't couldn't get the uh, Julie situation out, out of his mind. I that's yeah. how I took it as well because yeah. then then we shortly see him confronting Julie about the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he asked her directly if she knew that he was married and had a wife. Mm-hmm. And Julie doesn't say anything, but that says everything. Mm-hmm. We see Vince bringing the money to that guy yeah uh, but it's not all of the money that he owes and that guy is not very happy and kind of gets after vince but vince kind of sticks up for himself a little and pushes. i was kind of surprised the guy barely looked at like it was a big stack of money and the guy barely looked at it and was just like this ain't enough <laughs> like <laughs> this whole storyline of this amount of money because vince <laughs> handed it to the lady at yeah. the rehab center that would be five thousand dollars exactly <laughs> yes this will do <laughs> yes all right maybe my least favorite scene uh while we've been re-watching the show <laughs> yes. so go back and re-listen to that episode <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the guy's not very happy. Um, Vince tries to kind of stick up for himself, but he's obviously still in a bit of a pickle. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty mm-hmm. tense. Uh, get a scene back at the Taylor household of Coach and Tammy discussing the uh, Julie and TA situation. Coach is uh, pretty distraught about the whole thing, like pretty pissed off. Uh, Tammy basically just tells her, hey, like she needs her parents right now. She needs the support. Yep. yep. Yeah, they're uh, they're still on different wavelengths a little bit with this, but both concerned. Okay, next morning uh, at the Taylor household still, Coach says he'll pay for the car with his own money, but Julie will pay him back, and when the car's ready, she will get in that car, and she will go to school, back to college. Uh, kind of that is the way it will be, and Julie seems to accept this at this moment. Right. Get a scene. Boy, I did not take good enough notes on this. <laughs> um, 
of it's just Luke and Vince. They're like in the stands. Is it like after practice or during practice? Yeah, at some point. I think it's probably after. Yeah, they get into it. <clears throat> Luke is obviously very salty about the uh, the TMU situation, and he is taking it out on Vince. Vince is very legitimately like, hey, like <laughs> I didn't do anything yeah, to make this happen. Like you invited me to the game. Like the coaches pulled me in, but Luke is very angry at Vince uh, because of it. So mm-hmm. uh, next, just a terrible gross scene that made me very uncomfortable of uh, Vince's former friend and gang fellow gang member, uh, corners Jess. It's very uncomfortable. He's yeah, t- touching her face and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but basically says like your boyfriend is uh owes me money, and if I don't get it, uh, some fires might uh light themselves. Yeah. Here. So yeah, cause she's at the uh she's at the barbecue restaurant. Mm-hmm. Very gross. Yeah, it wasn't great. Don't like it. Nope. Billy is at home. He's watching the old tape that he made <laughs> yes. uh, to send to colleges about Tim. Um, good stuff. Crying. Luke sh- yeah, crying. Luke shows up, knocks at the door. He's hammered drunk. Yeah. Um, just really, really tuned. He's looking for Becky. Uh, Billy is like, what the hell are you doing, man? Uh, are you drunk? Like, what were you thinking? Uh, Becky is uh, with the kid and Mindy at the landing strip. (laughs) She's babysitting Stevie backstage at the strip club. Yeah. Uh, Mindy comes back and kind of puts all her. Oh, I guess we kind of, well, we skipped around here, but yeah, well, no, yeah. Yeah. Cause Billy brings, brings, uh, Brings Luke inside. Yes, yes. And he's kind of like, yeah, come inside. Uh, they were, I just want to point out that Billy was also drinking and it was like full yes. daylight for both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure yeah. what's going on here, but I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Billy, we don't know how much he's had to drink. Like he could have just been having a beer and watching the tape. But well, like, there was Luke's... an open bottle of bourbon on the, on oh, the coffee oh, table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, uh, Little quick scene of Jess telling Vince what happened with uh, that nasty dude. Uh, Vince says he's going to handle it. Lock the door. I'm going to handle it. Um, so a little worried about Vince at this point, what he trouble he's going to get himself into. Yeah. Next, we get that scene of Becky babysitting Stevie <laughs> backstage at the landing strip. And I didn't really understand uh, what we saw here. Because Mindy like puts all her cash out that she, you know, got from dancing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Becky's like eyeing Mindy's ca- cash. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You can kind of see the gears turning because she even asks her, like, is this how much what you make you every night? Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is like a bad. I think she even says, like, this is a bad night or something yeah. like that. Does Becky need money for some like why what's I don't know that she needs money. I think her motivation is maybe just like, oh, maybe I could do maybe this could be something I could do because of how much money it does make her Mm. versus, you know. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't feel like it was set up at all. Like all of a sudden Becky's like eyeing cash and it's like, well, Vince is the one that needs cash. Like this doesn't but I mean Becky is literally living with uh her friends 
brother and sister-in-law. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. She's so, not in a great place for sure. Yeah. But. Uh, Luke and Billy, then we see they're hitting hot coals with golf clubs in the backyard. Yes. <laughs> uh, Billy tells Luke that he needs to get back to having fun with playing football. Uh, tells him that, uh, yeah, he needs to, he needs to play with heart. He needs to have a war cry mofo. Yes. <laughs> uh, Billy apparently has given Luke more to drink. Also, yeah, that's what I, I was trying to figure that out too. What is he drinking? I was like, is that iced tea or is that like bourbon that he was drinking? Yeah. Cause it was I, a, it was like a big glass. So if that was just bourbon itself, that was a ton of bourbon. Yeah. But so I don't, I did not know what was going on. I don't on, know. But he's definitely still tuned up, Luke. Yes. So. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Luke also decides he's like, I'm going to call that TMU coach right now. <laughs> and Billy supports him in Billy's this endeavor. Like, I didn't even feel like Billy seemed all that drunk. He was just like, right. like <laughs> I know, right minded Billy Riggins supporting drunk Luke <laughs> and calling a college recruiter. Yeah, maybe he saw flashes of his brother uh, <laughs> or something going on because he was, Yikes. yeah, being very inappropriate as a coach. But uh, Luke, uh, he calls the TMU coach, basically, like, doesn't even let him talk. He's just like, hey, this is Luke Cafferty. You son of a bitch. I've got a, I've got a lot of heart and you're going to really regret what you did. And then he like shouts into the phone and hangs up. (laughs) Gives him his war cry. And Billy approves of this. Billy, Mm -hmm. way to go. Uh, Vince goes to coach's house, stands at the door, stops, doesn't go in, turns around, ends up going to uh, Orville Redenbacher, Pa Howard's house. And uh, Pa Howard is pissed uh, uh well vince tells him what's going on with the money situation what's the okay so what is the other dude like canard is it canard or net oh oh no yeah the sorry i'm thinking of vince's yeah. dad's name without george or net um Bacher, yeah but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i can't remember yeah it's something like that it's, yeah it's yeah i'm just finding it clumsy to refer to him but yes i literally have him in my notes all over is just like Vince's old pal. Yeah. (laughs) But Pa Howard is pissed. He knows this guy uh, remembers when he was just like a little guy on the corner selling drugs or whatever. So says he's going to take care of it. Uh, Vince is concerned. Doesn't want anything to mess up his dad's parole situation. And his dad basically is like, nah, don't worry. I'm just going to call in some favors. We'll get some money together. We'll pay him off. It'll be no big deal. I still got friends in this town. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's he's now aware of the situation. Yes. We get a quick scene of Luke. He's waking up hungover uh, in his bed. I don't know how yeah. he got home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, that's a good question. But he wakes up hungover in bed, and he sees the TMU of poster that he has hung above his bed and he Ooh. rips it up Ooh. he's not happy then he throws it in the toilet bad yes. choice yeah that's, that's not going to turn out well you're going to have a mess on your hands because of that yeah not the move in the taylor household julie is refusing to leave to go back to school the car's ready uh i think it even is probably packed up and ready to go but she is not going to do it uh coach has to get to his game but he, so he is very angered uh, by this whole situation. He literally tries to like push her out the door into the car, yeah. which 
doesn't work and uh, <laughs> turns into a mess. So uh, he, yeah, I, th- I guess I don't know if we know if he leaves at this point. He doesn't leave at this point. No, we don't see him leave yet. Yep. Nope. Uh, but we do get a flash over to the uh, the locker room before the game. Mm. Uh, coach obviously is not there yet. He's late. And the rest of the team is, or the rest of the coaches are starting to look pretty nervous. They're like, oh, he's never been late for a game before. Yeah. Like, we don't know. We don't know what to do. Uh, Billy, maybe still riding his drunk from the day before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> decides to step up and give a, what begins as kind of a timid, uh, but turns pretty oh, yeah. solid. Yeah. He gets rolling pregame speech coach kind of comes in in the middle of this speech from behind and doesn't stop him just kind of watches the the speech play out uh and uh you know kind of he kind of steps out after billy's done and and you know kind of gives him a an acknowledgement that yep that he approves yep uh he apologizes to the team for being late and they they head out to the field so it sounds like you had a okay opinion of Billy's speech. Uh, I was curious. I was going to ask you because it was very impassioned, but I felt like it was extremely, and Billy Riggins is like constantly a walking coaching cliche. Like he's right. trying to be the yes. cliche coach. Uh, but it was, you know, just the whole thing of like, these guys want to come into our house and have a party and we're not going to let them come into <laughs> our house, you know, thing. So I was a little like, all right, Billy, you do your thing, man. Uh, but, but it was good. And it seemed like the team was into it. They were yes. inspired. So, mm-hmm. uh, as they head out to the field, coach tells them, okay, I don't know about this quote. I think I know what he's trying to say, but I also feel like this is not a true thing to say to, to a bunch of, 16 to 18 year old boys. He says, who you are on that field tonight is who you're going to be for the rest of your lives. I know you know that to be true. <laughs> so I understand. I think I understand what he's getting at. Like, uh, it's time to show your character and what you're made out of. Right. And, uh, you know, if you are, if you step up and you're, you know, courageous in this, then you will continue to be, <laughs> but to tell mm. somebody that they're, locked into who they are because of how they perform on a random Friday night, uh, in a high school football game. Uh, no, that's (laughs) that's not actually true. Yeah. (laughs) Coach. So I just thought that was like a very gross (laughs) overstatement. Yes. (laughs) But, uh, next we see Pa Howard, uh, meeting with, uh, his old buddy Kennard, if that is his name. (laughs) Yeah. Possibly Kennard. Yeah, he confronts him and ends up kind of beating his ass. Basically, Hard. like, yeah, really <laughs> excessively. Uh, takes Kennard's gun, you know, holds it to his head and like, yes. we good? <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, he settles it right there. So uh, should be taken care of, hopefully, at yeah. this point. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we don't get a second of game footage in Zero, this episode, yeah. which is disappointing. But after the game, we learn that uh, the Lions did win, and we're at Buddy's mm-hmm. Bar and Grill yep. uh, for the celebration. We find out that Luke Cafferty had a, a real standout performance. So despite being hungover, he apparently <laughs> yeah. 
uh, took Billy's little speech to heart about uh, about playing with heart again. Yeah, and Billy's going to go ahead and, and straight up tells him, I'm going to take the credit for this, and I'm going to live off of that for a while. <laughs> uh, says he's going to take Luke under his wing and he's going to get him into whatever college he wants to go to. Pretty Bold bold. words, pretty bold <laughs> from Billy Riggins. He's, but it is uh, B- Billy's thinking he's going to make another tape, uh, but with, <laughs> with Luke highlights. Uh, yeah, but it is a nice little moment there for them. Uh, we see Mindy talking to Becky about Luke and basically about you need to get over Tim. Like he doesn't see you like you see him. He talks nice to lots of girls and. Uh, once he gets out of prison, he's not going to be with you and he's not going to be with any of those other girls he talked yeah. nice to. And so basically she says, you need to get with Luke goes over, grabs Luke, pulls him over and tells them to, uh, get after it. Yeah. I believe the word she uses is screw like bunnies. Yeah. So great, great, uh, maternal figure. Mindy is for Becky at this point, yeah. but, Better than anything else Becky's got. Right, yeah, compared to her actual mom. Probably, you know, give or take the same. At uh, the dinner uh, (laughs) that Jess's aunt threw. At 10 um, p.m. Yeah, at 10 p.m. Pa Howard kind of takes Vince aside and tells him uh, that his situation is taken care of. Um. They sit down and to eat, and Jess's little brother asks Pa Pa Howard what jail was like. Um, and Pa Howard answers pretty diplomatically, I thought. Yep, yep. He gives a nice little speech about, you know, jail sucks, stay out of jail, um, talks about his family and all that. So says the right things for sure. I'm not sure that I trust him yet at this point. But yeah, same. Coach comes home after the game. Tammy is passed out on the couch with a glass of wine on the coffee table. Uh, baby Gracie has powered down in her crib. <laughs> uh, and Julie, so coach is there kind of looking at her, trying to figure out if she's normal or what. <laughs> um, but he's just kind of watching What her. kind of foreign... <laughs> Uh, species that he's got in his house, like first Julie, and now this, like, who knows what this thing is going to cause? If I can't figure that Julie thing out, I at least got to try and get a handle on this alien (laughs) situation we got here. But, uh, Julie stands in the doorway of Gracie's room, tells coach she didn't mean to disappoint him, and walks away. Roll credits, roll credits, end of the episode. We'll be right back with our awards for the week. We're back. We're going to give out some awards and we're going to start like we always do with the Coach Taylor Inspo rating. Uh, Anthony, I feel like this is actually a two-part rating this week. We have the Coach Taylor Inspo rating and we also have the Billy Riggins Inspo rating. So let's start with Coach Taylor. How did he do uh, as far as being inspiring? I got to say pretty low. Yes. Um, Doesn't take the joke well, uh, the magazine joke well. No. He uh, abandons a practice 
mm-hmm. seemingly like in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he almost doesn't make it to a football game. Yeah. Um, he, as a coach, can't say a lot of positive things about it. But as a father, okay, I think he handles his discipline with Julie about as well as he possibly could. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, that being said, I am not a father, so I had <laughs> take no inspiration from it. So <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, you know, I don't know, like a two or three. Yeah. I was thinking a three, we can go with the three. Uh, I, I agree with the, the, parenting aspect of it uh especially since he had tammy to balance out the compassion side um you know because i do think as much as we hate julie i do think in that moment like julie probably feels like an absolute piece of shit and deservedly so yes but but needs someone to acknowledge that and to at least have some compassion and that wasn't coach taylor but it was tammy so it was uh coach's approach was fine so uh yeah let's go with the three i like it billy riggins inspo rating how how did he do (laughs) (laughs) um no uh i i liked his speech i thought his speech was good um like i said it starts off timid but he ends up kind of really gaining that confidence i think Uh by just a few moments into the speech um i think that he uh did well. I don't know how I feel about his handling of the Luke at his home situation. <laughs> yeah. Possibly so, giving him more alcohol yeah. in the middle of the day while, when he's already drunk. Encouraging yeah. him to drunk dial. So I, I got to go just middle of the road. Wait, I want to add one oh. more contributing factor before you make a determination. Uh, I thought it was, he definitely owes Tim. But I also was pleased to hear that he was making payments on Tim's land. Yes, that's also true. Was, that's that's very. Yeah. I mean, it's the least he could do. It is right? absolutely the least he could do after what's uh, what Tim did mm. for him. But but worth uh, taking into account here. So yeah, what do you? think? Yeah, I middle of the road. I think I'm going to stick with the five. Okay. Um, I'm good with the five. I would lean on a on a a light five. Sure. For this because I was less crazy about the. Uh, Speech. The pregame speech. Yeah. Julie Taylor Hatometer. Woo boy. Ten. Woo. Ten. It's ten. There, there's no redeeming qualities here, right? Like no. there's nothing. She is an absolute monster this entire episode. Just so hateable. Well, I think even even Angie was like kind of silent while watching this episode <laughs> because she's been a Julie Taylor apologist through this entire yeah. series. And even she was kind of like, I could tell she was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. I th- there's no reason to not be a ten. Also, you pointed out that she is she committed a felony in this one. Yes, so hard to come back from that. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Oshucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. Who are we going to give this one to? <laughs> uh, I feel like the drunk dial. That is what I was to, thinking. To the coach is yeah. a. Not only a goofus malufus in general moment, but it is a I can picture Matt Saracen doing the exact same thing <laughs> moment. So that's what I was gonna say. I feel like Luke Cafferty has definitely taken upon the goofus malufus mantle, the Matt Saracen yes. goofus malufus mantle. Yes. So all right, we'll add that. 
the Donny Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Uh, we don't get a lot of. He of tried buddy. to ship uh, his son and Julie Taylor. That's true. Also, I mean, we don't get a direct explanation for it, but I think the implication of him being in the pulpit <laughs> at church alone is uh, maybe just enough to warrant. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The Joel McCoy stud of suds smug scumbag move of the week. Who's the biggest scumbag? What was the biggest scumbag move? I don't know if it's smug, but I Julie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Plowing into the mailbox. I think, well, I think if we go like the scumbag part of it, I think her doing the like, I just feel so guilty. Uh, yeah. I think that that speech is very Joe McCoy. Yeah. Also, I wondered, I thought it through this in my notes, but maybe I just thought about it and thought, oh, I'll remember to bring this up. Uh, But something I found really interesting is that the Panthers haven't been even mentioned at all this entire season. It's like they don't exist anymore. That's a good point. Yeah. I wonder if they just didn't want to pay all those actors over there or what. It could be. Well, I think, yeah, because JD would still be in high school, right? Because he was a freshman in season three. So he would still be definitely um, at most a junior. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm wondering if if that comes back into play. Yes, Dylan at all. Or if if, like that's just played out. They just thought it was played out at this point. Yeah, let's just put it behind us. Yeah, could be. I got to imagine that there's a big cat clash part two. I hope so. But yeah. we'll we see. Gotta get, gotta Stay get tuned. Rodell out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Notable music cues. I noticed nothing. I did. I can't remember if it was in this episode or the previous episode, but I kept noticing that there was a ton of music being played in one of these episodes. And I think we looked obviously at last night's. Yep. Oh, wow. There's, Absolutely nothing listed on the oh. soundtrack for when we were at Buddy's uh, after the after game victory party. I was trying to see if there was another famous person on stage like Gary Clark Jr., but no, didn't look like it. No, <laughs> Buddy's just regularly <laughs> booking <laughs> mid sized guests to play at Buddy's Bar and Grill. Yeah. All right, so nothing there. Uh, any outdated pop cultural references or anything like that? Nothing that's coming to mind. I don't think so. I'm sure there's, I mean, there's always something, but I cannot think of anything. All right. Uh, quote of the episode. <laughs> I'm not sure I wrote anything down for this. I didn't either. either. Nothing. I think there's maybe some on IMDb, so maybe you could check that out while I... The the IMDb is just the long dialogue between uh, Vince's dad and uh, Kennard. So, to me, not that notable. Not, not that notable. No. I also don't want to read it all because it's very long. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. That's fine. Okay, well, nothing's standing out here. I feel like uh, kind of our... Uh, uncertainty on some of these awards might take an effect on the episode rating. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Um, okay. MVP of the episode. Who wins this one? 
I think you know what I'm going to say, but I don't like it. I'm nervous. I think I know what you're going to say. I think it's Billy Riggins. I think that's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> and I think that I kind of have to agree. Yeah, he really he he does step up in this in this episode. Um I mean, just thinking about it's obviously not coach, it's obviously not Julie. No. Tammy doesn't really do anything. No. She shows Julie compassion, but when Julie the Julie Taylor Hato meters out of ten, uh yeah. compassion for Julie doesn't feel that positive. So Yeah. Becky doesn't really do much. Mindy doesn't do much. Well, it's definitely Vince, not Mindy because she's pushing uh Becky to screw right. Luke. So uh Luke only gets drunk, not an MVP move. No. Vince is spending most of the episode trying to figure out how to get money. Uh, I think here's a thought. Here's a thought. What do you think of this? Two-year-old Stevie Riggins hanging out backstage at a strip club. I mean, you're on to something. I don't know. He's, you know, obviously not old enough to appreciate it yet. Yeah. But kind of badass. It is kind of badass. I don't think, I don't think I'm ready to go there. I think I got to go Billy. I got to go That's That would be like encouraging my two-year-old son to hang out at a strip club. And no, never mind. Okay. (laughs) I'm taking Benny. I'm taking Benny to Bogey Nights. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. Um, All right. It's Billy. God, we hate it. We do. Things you don't love to see. Yeah. Uh, Derek Fisher. We're still getting, we're still beefing, but Derek, come on the show. We're beefing so hard, but come on the show. Okay, episode rating. Yeah. I I don't know where to land here because I do I feel like when we got done with this episode, Angie and I were both like, because we stayed up pretty late to watch this one, just because okay. we knew we wouldn't have any time. Yeah. And we both kind of were like really glad that we watched both episodes we both commented like we liked this episode. So okay, going based on that, I, I'm going to go, I got to go with a, a seven. Okay. I, that's kind of what, well, I was probably at more of like a, if seven is just like a good episode of Friday night lights is what mm-hmm. I kind of had pictured. I thought this one was a little below that, but not, not terrible, but just, not right. terribly interesting. I'll be honest. I'm not super into the whole Vince storyline. Right. With, same. Like his dad and the money yeah. and all that. Yeah. So, which took a pretty prominent role here. Um, so I'm good with the seven. I would say a light seven. A light seven one. for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that leaves us with uh, just our lesson of the episode. So what's the the lesson? What's the moral? What's the takeaway that we can apply to our lives? I think that they need to start selling bracelets (laughs) that say, hold on a second. (laughs) WWJTND. What would Julie Taylor not, not do? <laughs> uh, I think that's the lesson of the episode. Uh, Live your life exactly the opposite of Julie Taylor in season five or any <laughs> season aside from maybe season one. Right. Uh, are we finally going to release some merch? 
the J W W J T N D. That's pretty good. We might have to. That's pretty good. I wonder how easy something like that would be to. I've actually looked into this before. Uh, the backstory in this, I don't know if I'll cut this or not. The backstory on this was uh, I had so a very popular worship song over the past like five years has been. Um, oh, I can't even remember what it's called, but it has the phrase pour out our praise. And mm-hmm. so uh, one like this kind of ridiculous uh, guy, college student pointed out that uh, pour out our praise. That's like a that's like a really good, you know, like. It's a really good thing to remember. And if you take the acronym of that, that's uh P O O P. So, <laughs> so he would like, just come up to me like after chapel, he'd be like, man, it was really good to poop with you this morning. <laughs> or, uh, Hey man, you, you've been, you, you've been pooping lately. <laughs> so I looked into, cause he was going to give a, we talked about him giving a, like our student led service on Sunday nights given like a talk on pooping <laughs> and then giving out uh, the WWJD bracelets. But instead of WWJD, it was P-O-O-P. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, uh, so last year with COVID and everything, we had uh, at the beginning of the year, when we were being like super extra careful. We had an outdoor service uh, just to like in the football stands. And so we didn't have projection or anything for the lyrics. And so I sent, I basically like sent everybody a Google doc with the lyrics Mm -hmm. uh, and we sang that song and I very subtly bolded the P O O P of each word. (laughs) And I had a bunch of guys from his dorm, like (laughs) texting me saying like, that was the greatest thing that has happened. (laughs) So anyway, uh, all that to say it is not expensive or hard at all to, uh, get those kind of bracelets made. Good to know. Good to know. So we, Mm -hmm. we we could look into it. WWJTND for sure. Uh, I mean, that is basically what I was going to say. I was just going to say, if you are already in deep, uh, don't try and plow your car into something to try and get out of it. (laughs) Yes. That's what it is. Truly. I don't know if we've given Julia 10 before this episode, but I don't think we have. She really earned it this episode. This is wow. I really do think this is the worst she's ever been. This is this episode. We maybe didn't even know it, but this episode is the reason for the Julie Taylor <laughs> hate a meter. <laughs> yes. 100%. I feel like there are times where I feel actively more hateful towards Julie, like when she's treating Matt terribly or something. Right. But there's just no argument in this episode for, for it not to be at all at like, all. I don't feel as like hateful towards her, but it's just like, yeah, you are a terrible person. This is this. Every move you made was terrible. There's no defending you whatsoever. So it's a yeah. 10. It's a 10. Yep. All right. Uh, that wraps up the episode for this week. Uh, yeah. Cause we don't have any social media shout outs, but we should give just because we recorded last night and I doubt there's any additional social media shout outs. The Oscar nominations got announced oh. um, on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. And we've got our first Oscar nomination for a Friday Night Lights right. cast member. Yes. So shout out to Lance. Lance, you Lance did it, himself. Buddy. Jesse Plemons yeah. uh, has got himself an Oscar nomination. Uh, I don't think he'll probably win, but <laughs> fair. Still 
pretty pretty huge. What movie was it for? The Power of the Dog. Did you have you seen it? I did see it. Uh, it wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, sure. it was definitely like, and maybe I should watch it again. I saw it at the state theater. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe I was in the wrong mood, but it was one of those things where I was like, oh, if I don't see this movie now, it's just I'm not gonna watch it at home and be able to stay engaged. Yeah. And watching it, I was like, yep, I definitely wouldn't have stayed engaged with this mm-hmm. at home because it is a very mm-hmm. slow burn. And usually I can handle slow burns pretty well. Yeah. I went and saw Drive My Car last week, which was fantastic. It's a oh, three man. hour, three hour Japanese movie. Um, <laughs> all right, and all right. like I could have spent another three hours in that universe, man. Nice. Uh, but Power of the Dog is just, it just was a mm-hmm. little too slow for me. So I, I didn't care for it. It's probably going to win Best Picture. So what the hell do I know? Okay. Um. I mean, it's definitely a riskier Best Picture than like fucking Green Book or whatever. But right. Um. It was it was fine. I gave it a three out of five. I'm pretty sure on Letterbox. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, regardless, we're performances we're, for were good. Jesse Plemons. Jesse yeah. Plemons was great. Yeah. Yep. Benedict Cumberbatch was great. Um. Yeah. It's probably going to win Best Picture, Best Director. Um. And you know. You know, bully for them. Good for them. It's yep, yep. it was a perfectly fine movie. It didn't really blow me away. Um, but none of the Oscar contenders this year really blew me away. You, there's usually at least one that like I'm like, oh, I really, really like this. Mm-hmm. I liked Licorice Pizza a lot. I liked Dune a lot. But in the same way that I like the Marvel movies, like it's yeah, you know, as as right. if using like a food metaphor, like it was basically a piece of candy, mm-hmm. you know, as a movie, mm-hmm. it was maybe a little bit more nutritious than that. It's like, it was like a cheeseburger. Like I, <laughs> yeah, sure. I, re- I really liked it. It probably wasn't that nutritious, but you know, it gave me some B12 or something like that. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really liked, there was one more that I really liked too. I can't think of what it was. Oh, drive my car. That was, yeah. that was nominated for best picture as well. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Um, shout out to those three movies. I still haven't seen Coda which is on Apple TV plus. So I should probably watch it. And I still haven't seen. There's one more. Nightmare Alley, which is on HBO max right now. So I will probably watch that. Both of those. They're both easily accessible to me. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, it feels like kind of a meh year uh, to me. Power of the dog was fine. Uh, Like I said, it's at least not like a safe choice. Like, like green book or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'll be not upset with it winning. The Oscars are the only award show that I really care about. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Well, shout out to Oscar nominee, Jesse Plemons. Shout yes. out to our listeners in the West Indies. Shout out to our listeners in Laos. I feel like we need to continue to shout out our listeners in Wales after. Yes. I don't know if you've uh, taken a listen to the, just the, number we did on whales and nile and accents uh a couple episodes ago but um shout out to our listeners in whales we're sorry (laughs) sorry nile (laughs) uh wherever you are whatever your accent sounds like shout out to you uh for listening we appreciate you really reach out to us at reliving lights on twitter uh anthony great to talk with you two nights in a row it's it's been a good time uh we love to see that so uh join us next time for another episode of reliving the lights a friday night lights rewatch podcast let's touch god this time boys
Stačka.